ready and hey. inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's our how-to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's our how-to. That's our how-to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Get it. Go. Value. Value. Value Adds Value. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Inspiring teachers. Yep. That's the how-to. Value adds value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's a how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's a how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's a how-to. That's a how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode 17. Uh, my name's Kyle Krieger, and of course, I've got my guy, Wilkie V. Law III, on the podcast today. Will, what's good? What's going on, man? Down in Houston, man, trying to trying to hope that our team pulls it out tonight. Don't go down yeah. 3-0. Yeah, the Rockets haven't looked super good these last couple games. Ah, <sighs> oh, man, it's, it's, yeah. So. It's disheartening. <laughs> pardon, the, what you, pardon the pun. You, just full of puns. <laughs> just full of puns. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, since you're full of puns and we had just like literally two minutes ago, had a good laugh, I'm going to let you uh, introduce today's guest. <laughs> All right. We're here with uh, GLEN's Teacher of the Year. Am I correct? Uh, GLSEN. GLSEN. Yeah. Teacher right. of the Year. Um, Ace Schwartz. Did I get it right? Yeah. Yachty. Yes. <laughs> and we're excited to be here just to have the conversation again. Uh, our mission and our, our, our purpose with the podcast, as always, is to bring teacher voices to the masses uh, so that teachers can kind of connect with other edu- educators who may be going through similar struggles, may be having similar victories and want to build a coalition and just kind of help each other kind of build and add value, bring the value back to our teaching craft. Because I think the, we think, we believe the power is in, starts with our teachers. If we can help and build each other, then we'll, we're, we're equipped to build, help and build our students. So we're excited to have you here with us and uh, to kind of enjoy joining this conversation with all these teachers. Thanks. And uh, since it is May the 4th, it is Star Wars Day. So not only May the 4th, ah. but since we were just talking about this, May the 4th be with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all missed that. Good. I didn't even, I didn't even think that today was, oh my goodness. This is just all, oh, it all, all because <laughs> we were talking about Comic-Con before you jumped on here, Will, and, and, of you know, man, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. So just to get us started and and for the people that might not be familiar with you, could you just give us a little bit of kind of your background and maybe one story that illustrates why you got into the education profession? Yeah, sure. So I am a seventh grade science teacher in Maryland at a public school. Um, And this is my fourth year teaching and I love it. Um, My job is phenomenal and I love my kids, Um, but I actually wasn't supposed to be a teacher. Uh, my dad owned a soda company um, and he like the expectation was going to be that I was going to take over the family business. So like when I was looking at colleges and stuff, I was actually like looking at business schools. Um, and then through church, I got to teach Sunday school and it like completely changed my life and I got hooked on teaching. Um, so I taught three and four year olds for like 
two or three years, um, did like the vacation Bible school program, ran the program kind of um, for the fifth graders. And then uh, I was like, no, this is what I want to do. So I'm not really sure how I went from like three and four year olds to seventh graders, but like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's totally my ni- my ni- my niche. Yeah, niche niche. Uh, either either, either one works. Yeah, so it was like kind of like you know, um, almost like a God moment. Like so, and I'm definitely not a business person. The more that I've been teaching and like have reflected on my life, business and meetings and offices are not like my thing. Mm. So then why did you, why was science kind of like just what you got into or did you have a passion for science as well? Oh, I love science. Um, so I actually have a dual certification in science and English. Um, but I just, I teach science and then I teach like an English enrichment class. Um, but I, I mean, total science, like love space, love, just like figuring out how the world works and where we like fit into all that is totally my vibe. Mm. You know, I, I love to hear you say that because I'm an avid reader and I'm a math teacher. And I kept saying math tutorials don't do it for me. And I just said this year I was talking with our ELA teachers and I said, I think next year I want to host a reading circle where I invite kids into my math classroom after school and I just help them read to them, let allow them to read to each other. Um, and I just, you know, you thank you for inspiring and kind of validating that that same thing of being a teacher who teaches one subject but also assists in another because we know that that cross curriculation I don't know if that's a word but we'll we'll, we'll make it right now uh, that cross curriculation kind of it's not the, it's not the first time you've used it cuz I remember the first okay. time you used it we had we had joked that we were going to make t- make a t-shirt out of it and we never yeah. did yeah. oh my goodness but we know that that's that's powerful for kids to see how one hand kind of washes the other. So I, mm-hmm. I, I applaud you for that. And thank you for, for validating my, my, my methods for next year. So yeah. And that. if you need more encouragement, um, I read aloud to my kids every day, like if from a science fiction book, we read aloud for 10 minutes every day. And it's like totally centers them gets them ready for class. Like it's amazing when you just kind of give kids that space to um, connect everything like even if you're a science teacher or a math teacher, like there's place um, for reading and collaboration and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I have such a huge math library in my classroom of, you know, math storybooks. And, 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 and I, and I, and I'm ashamed to say right now that I have not really used it. I use it kind of based on if I'm teaching a lesson on, on, on equations, I may grab it and say, okay, here's a book equals schmequal, but I'll, I don't really read it the way if I was reading in a reading group with the voice inflections and, oh, you know, sure. adding. And you like that, I, I'm going to. Thank you for encouraging me. Thank you. I appreciate that. I needed it, needed it, needed it. Value adds value. I love this. This is what, <laughs> what we do. I, I, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of deviate and ask <laughs> a question. Um, so I'm, I'm a social studies person who's going back into what looks like middle school social studies. Mm-hmm. So... What, what do you think the value is of bringing fiction books into, you know, like in your situation, science fiction book or historical fiction in a class where you're trying to teach these particular real life concepts? Yeah. And I can't always like, I try to connect the books. So like when we learn, um, we're doing ecology or we did ecology. So I was reading, um, uh, uh, Chomp by Carl Hyacin. So like I try to connect it, but it doesn't always work. But like 
even if you can't directly connect it to the curriculum, you're still like practicing those fluency skills, um, which kids always need no matter what subject you're teaching, um, inflection and just pacing. But then you also expose them to other aspects of your curriculum in like a real context. So, um, because a lot of fiction stories, you know, we can relate to them. Because um, even though they're fiction, they're kind of based on real life, even science fiction, like the themes and stuff like that um, are still relevant. So like, even if it doesn't necessarily connect to what you're teaching at that moment, it still connects to what you're doing overall. Mm. Wow. Mm. And it, it, it's for some reason, the, the, the book and the movie, The Martian, as you've been talking. I teach that. I teach that as an Popping into my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we do a whole, I just spend a whole semester teaching that to my, um, my magnet kids. Um, and we do like, we look at NASA imaging and all that stuff. Um, it has nothing, oh. I don't need space. Uh, that's the <laughs> standard. Um, but like, there's so much you can do with it. And it's, it's such a good book anyway. Yeah. And, and the reason I kind of ask is um, I'm, I'm very, uh, I really, I, I love documentary film. I'm a big fan of documentary film. And, and the one that won the Oscar, that free solo movie that came out uh, the, in 2018, I'm just trying to somehow find a way that I could show it to kids as, you know, both a, a, a study and, you know, I just, it's, it's so good. Yeah. That, you know, that's just, I mean, and it's at going back into the middle school classroom, it's, you know, reading is so important and, and, you know, read alouds and uh, our friend Gary Gray, like always is on his Instagram talking about read alouds. And, and um, so we got to, we got to take the hint from our people and, and, and step into those things. So um, can you think of a person in your uh, at journey as an educator that really has added value to you? Because like Will told you earlier, you know, the whole point of this is, you know, we believe that teachers add value to each other. And when we do it, it's the most powerful thing we can do. So is there a particular educator who has added value to you in your journey? Yeah, um, so our librarian, like media specialist, um, Christine Hurley is my coworker. I love her. We started at my school at the same time. So we've kind of grown together um, over the last four years, but she's been teaching for like 15 at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and she is just an amazing collaborator. Like I spend at least like a quarter of my year in the media center um, with her and doing stuff with the kids and she pushes me because uh, she is super adept at technology and like um, even though I grew up with like the, the technology that we're using like the iPads and stuff like that like there's still apps and activities that I just never think of and she pushes me to try these things to make it more engaging for my students and she's been just like a massive support in terms of getting books and we've worked a lot on creating like a more robust lgbtq book selection in our library um and she has been like really supportive with like me transitioning at school um so she, i'm definitely like who i am and of an, as an educator because of her mm. that's awesome that is awesome you know i have to say um i think it's when you when you say things like she pushed you to to be to 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 push yourself to challenge yourself to do something that you normally wouldn't have done and that's I always equate that to to personal training you know and whenever you're personal training like when I'm working out with with Kyle and I used to work out together uh, it's a different push than if I did it alone not saying that you wouldn't have gotten there 
Right. But it's different when someone is pushing you and you know that they have the knowledge and they're saying, look, if you would just look here and go try this and that yeah. little push sometimes is all we really need to kind right. of expose like, us to a whole new world. Yeah. And like her, just her saying like, I know this is new for you, but I know you can do it. Like <sighs> that extra motivation is awesome mm -hmm. too. Well, yeah. And, and I, and I think you hit it on the head when you said that, you know, you're not familiar, you're afraid of it or whatever, you don't know it, but, but you can do it. Just, just that little piece is enough to make sure that, that you at least try. And, and I, I, we're both big proponents of if someone's saying that to you, more than likely that's going to be something that you wind up saying to your kids. Mm -hmm. And and how important is that, you know, especially in middle school when it's a time period when kids are just in this enveloped in this world of just trying, you know, wanting to try things and wanting to do things and be things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so Wilkie referenced a little uh, uh, in the outset that you just won the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Network Educator of the Year. So could you talk about... Um, what what that award means to you and and what they give that particular award for yeah so glisten um is like a national like organization um they work with like lgbtq advocacy um for kids and schools um and just anyone that needs like those resources and um the it's very surreal <laughs> like i still it hit me maybe like i bought a suit for the event and it hit me then that this was actually happening um because my Christine actually nominated me um, and she was like when, the day she submitted she was like you're gonna go to New York and I was like no I'm not and then I found out I was a finalist and she was like you better start writing your speech and I was like it's not gonna happen because you think that there's so many other people doing so many more amazing things right so I didn't actually think like I'd win um, and I did and it's very amazing and humbling and like it's cool to be recognized in such a visible way. Not that that's obviously what it's about, right? Like I would be doing these things, um, like the reasons I won, whether or not um, there was like an award involved, but it feels like really nice um, to kind of like, you know, we see what you're doing, you're doing a good job. Cause you always wonder like, am I doing a good job? So this just kind of like <clears throat> puts all that into perspective. Yeah. That's, I like the way you put that. That it's it's not for the it's not for the for the visual. I don't need you to see me uh, doing it. I'm doing it, and it, and it feels good to be seen. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's such a powerful thing to even teach to our kids. You know, um, because they need to know that it's it's important. You're not doing it to be seen, but it's good when you are. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you you do the work regardless. You know, your mm -hmm. heart's gonna pump the blood in your body, you don't hear anybody giving a heart award. You know, we don't give out kidney awards. You know, they they just work regardless. And I think that that speaks to the heart of real, true, genuine, authentic educators that say, I don't need an accolade. My accolades come back, you know, a hundredfold every time a kid impacts another kid positively and they mm -hmm. impact another kid. And that, that type of building a legacy is what it's really all about. And I, I applaud you for, for that. And, and, and even for, for even being able to explain it that way, it helped me, you know, again, I, I don't believe uh, connections happen by accident. I believe everything is divinely designed for people to come across our paths and to connect with one another. And, and, and you're, you're dropping gems right now. So 
I just want to applaud you and to, to continue to, to do what you're doing because we need more educators like you in this profession if we're going to bring value back to it. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> so you, you also mentioned earlier that you're, you're trying to change your personal pronoun at school and, and just, um, you know, cause a lot of, you know, we've had several people from the LGBTQ community and, and we are always asking, you know, what, what can we do to, to be better advocates for that particular community? Um, and a lot of people recommended that, that you were a person we should talk to. So especially in, in that situation, um, what has that experience been like for you? It's been an experience. Um, so like, just to give you some context, um, I teach in a, a very like more conservative area. Um, and there's not, like I'm the first teacher like ever in the history of the county to transition. Um, so there is no, we don't have a policy. Maryland school districts as like a whole don't have any type of um, consistent policy. So like Frederick County has a really inclusive transgender transition policy. Baltimore County just passed some legislation uh, through their school boards, but it basically it's, it's every county to themselves and my county has nothing. Um, so since we don't have a policy, I'm in like this really unique position because um, I get to work with HR, my school union, who's amazing, um, my principal, who's been supportive and kind of learning as we go to make guidelines and policies. Um, and that's just very, like, it's taking a long time because we want to make sure that it's done correctly. Um, but I'm kind of glad at the same time because it's making me, like, make sure, like, okay, this is definitely what I want because this is going to change my life for sure. Um, and, uh, so, but it'll make it easier for the next teacher or the next student. And that's what I have to keep reminding myself, like, yes, this is scary now. This is a little intimidating now. Um, but I have people in my corner and it'll make it easier for the next person. Um, and it's definitely shown me that like these policies should exist so that teachers don't feel like worried about transitioning or um, scared or nervous like they should exist all across the country um, in every school district there should be something even if it's not the same there needs to be something um, so it's, it's cool to be like a leader in that <laughs> but also like a, the very tiny part of me is like I wish this is already done for me <laughs> you know because it's it's like you don't want it to take up so much of your life it's like this is who I am this is who I've always been um, I don't want to make a big production of it but um, that's just where we're at as a county um and I kind of um as I was like thinking about this I was like it has to be like this now but just think of the next person that it might be easier for mm -hmm. did you you know being in a more conservative county uh, community wise or parent wise has there been a lot of pushback for it or have have the has the community been supportive well, so um, I'm kind of in like a unique position in the terms that my staff pretty much knows and then my kids um, are going to know like it's a lot easier to do it with, you know, at the beginning of the year with a whole new group of kids. Mm -hmm. So we're still kind of working out um, how things are going to look next year. Um, so it's like I, I'm like half out <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> like my staff knows. 
um, the majority of them know. And then the kids, um, I mean, my kids who've been with me since they were like in sixth grade, um, or even the eighth graders who, you know, knew me from their sixth grade career, like they've seen me change. So a lot of them, they know, they have like an idea that something is different. Um, but I'm not like telling them, telling them until next school year. And that's like, that was more comfortable for me because then that gives me time to like prepare. Um, so. And you know, and I'll be honest for someone who, um, and I, I, I spoke about this before on the podcast that it was difficult for me to uh, embrace uh, the LBG, LGBTQ community because um, I, I hid behind the lens of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so through my interactions with more people and, you know, finding, you know, amazing people and now, you know, adding you to that amazing list, uh, it caused me to reflect back. And I think I shared with before that my, my uncle was like one of the, the pioneers of the, of the leader of the LBGTQ communities here in Houston. And I knew that we knew that he was like he knew it wasn't a, a secret for anybody. Uh, anybody who knew him knew that that's what he stood for, and he was my mentor. You know, so for a while, it's like I, I allowed my I allowed certain biases to keep me from seeing the beauty in people being simply being, mm-hmm. and and you know, and 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 I can say for myself that I know I've come a long way, and. And not just not 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 simply saying okay it's a, it's an exception, but saying that it's a it's a sense of being, mm-hmm. because again I I wouldn't be who I am right now I can say that a hundred percent if it wouldn't have been for the impact of my uncle who never hid who he was who actually left the pulpit because he was a minister because mm-hmm. he said I know you're judging me and I I don't want to put myself in that position so I'm going to walk away didn't stop doing great things in the community, didn't stop doing, you know, all the things that he did for the community. And so for me, like I say, I know that some people look at me like, okay, I don't know how to accept this. I don't. And I think that it takes people like you speaking about it, people like, you know, and having the courage to go through the transition, you know, to say, you know, this is what it is. And it takes people like myself to open their minds up to say that everything is not your world is not just what you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's so much more. And if you embrace the experiences of others, it opens your eyes up to, to what, to, to the beauty of the world, in a sense. Yeah. And so. how much do we miss out on because we put <sighs> in these boxes or like we let things like religion. Cause I, like I said, I shared that, like I got into mm-hmm. teaching because of church, <laughs> I actually went to seminary um and like for uh, a certificate uh, program so like you know it's so how often do we miss out on people because of these pre preconscribed pre you know <laughs> preconceived there you go there you go um notions of what mm-hmm. like people like should be right yeah and we've you know Wilkie and I have talked a ton about why when we want our our country to change our society to change that it's not that it's not the 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 teachers who are leading that because our country is really not going to change and become more inclusive until the kids growing up understand 
and and know what that really means and i i think a person like yourself doing what you're doing and and everybody who's being an advocate for it you know from mr d to um nathan lyon and paul and jed Derryberry and you know those those are just a few of the people that we've had the chance to become friends with I, i we think that's it's super important because our, and I think too, we, we don't give our kids enough credit that they understand um, situations and that, and that they can have the kind of empathy it takes to, to be in your classroom and allow you to, to make the transition that you're making. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really, really awesome. So we were, we were excited to find out that you have, cause we, how long ago, Will, did we do the ABC's pr- presentation? Uh, three years, four years ago. Three, three years ago, we did, we did a, a presentation called the ABC's of Inspired Teaching. So we were really excited when we found out that you have an ABC. So, um, <laughs> you know, could you talk a little bit about the, the resources you are creating to help us, you know, learn more and, and be more inclusive of the LGBTQ community? Yeah, um, so I'm like super open uh, on Instagram about sharing like my identity, so like, you know, non-binary and being asexual. Um, and people like DM'd me and asked me like what that, what those terms mean. Um, and it's like really sweet because they're like, I don't mean to be rude. You're just the first person I've ever met that identifies this way. So like, what does that mean? And what does that look like? Um, which, is, which is cool because it means that people are curious and they also want to know so that if somebody they encounter someone else or a kid asks them, they have like an answer. Uh, so I was like, there should be a resource for this. And I was like, cause I looked to try to give people a resource like links and there really wasn't like what I was envisioning as like this comprehensive resource that looks at not just the most popular LGBTQ terms, but like the more underrepresented terms as well. So I was like, oh, I should make it. Um, and so I spent like about two weeks, um, putting together like a go- it's literally a Google slideshow. I found an amazing rainbow template. Um, and I just thought of like the vocabulary words from A to Z and I managed to find one for each letter, which I was really excited, excited about. Um, and just to give like visibility to some different identities and different terms so that people like have a better foundation. Um, and like, so including those representing those identities like asexual and aromantic, which you hardly ever hear about. Um, And we hear a lot about like bisexuality, but there's so many misconceptions that bisexuality is just liking men and women or people who identify as male and female. And it's not, bi means two. So it's any two genders. Um, So kind of clearing up those misconceptions and just giving visibility. And I wanted to make sure that um, to raise awareness and make it free because um, some people were like, you should you know, put this on Teachers Pay Teachers and charge for it, or you should write a book about it and make money off of this. And I was like, this kind of stuff should be free. Like, I appreciate that people have that much confidence like in what I created, um, but I firmly believe that like, resources like this need to be accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. What, um, so what, what are some of, you know, like you, you, know, you said, um, asexual or aromantic, but what are some of the more um misunderstood some examples of other misunderstood ones that are on the list yeah pansexuality um is really misunderstood so like um because um 
I'm trying to think of how I worded this. Uh, it's basically like pansexuality, people think you just like everybody. And that's kind of true, but it's also more like you like anybody regardless of how they identify. Um, so like gender doesn't really play a role in like if uh, in pansexuality, um, and I might be misquoting, but that's like the gist of it. Um, or like transgender, um, sometimes people think in order to be transgender, uh, you have to like surgically transition. And that's not true. It's, it could also be just like a social transition. Um, so like changing name and pronouns. Um, but those are like the two off the top of my head. And then polysexual, polysexual um, which kind of gets confused with pansexual and omnisexual, which gets confused with pansexual. And I'm blanking on like <sighs> specific definitions right now. Right. Uh, it's been a while since I've, I've looked at it. Um, but those were some polysexual, pansexual, and omnisexual were kind of like, you know, people, mm. they're very similar, but they have nuances that make them different. Mm. Yeah, and we'll make sure, and you, you sent me the, the slideshows, so I'll make sure that we, we, if it's okay with you, we'll put them in the show notes so people that are listening, if they want to, they can click right on them and, and go to that. So, yeah. um, and, and you talked early in the podcast about uh, the importance of, of reading and, and book re recommendations. So could you talk a little bit about your, your, your book recommendation list and kind of maybe some ones for each grade level that you think are really good? Ooh, sure. Okay. Um, so that was a resource that was actually requested. Um, I asked like after the ABCs, um, it was really successful and I was um, super surprised and happy about that. So I was like, what do you want to see next? And a lot of people asked for book lists. Um, and the more I was like thinking about it, I was like, that's perfect. Because when I was growing up, um, I never saw myself in stories. The first time I ever read a book with a gay character was Home at the End of the World, um, which is not appropriate for a 14 year old me. Um, it's like a really intense, intense book. Um, and there's like a movie adaptation, adaptation with Colin Farrell, um, which is part of the reason I wanted to read it. But that was like the first time I'd ever been exposed to um, any characters that kind of felt like how I did. So, um, but thankfully, things are a lot different now. And there's so many awesome books, um, but they're kind of all over the place. So building that resource was important. And hitting all the levels, like elementary, middle, high school, and then there's a bilingual list as well, uh, was important because you want to make sure it's appropriate, like grade appropriate um, for kids. So. Um, the things that were really important when I made this resource was that the majority of the books were written by LGBTQ authors because there's a lot of books with gay characters that are written by straight white people, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, it's nice that these authors want to amplify the stories, but you're really missing out on the experience when it's not written by someone who's gone through that or who has experience with that so that was really important um and getting about half of the list um with authors of color was also important because that's a very underrepresented market as well um and like and it was actually really challenging like there's um there's not as many like it's uh definitely i noticed that we need more books written by like it's hashtag own voices so like the people who identify um, as those different things are, are writing these books. Um, and there needs to be more of them because it shouldn't have taken me over 30 hours 
to collect um, 80 books, something like that. Yeah. Um, at the elementary level, I love, and this is a bias of mine, um, it's called uh, My Name is Mix uh, by Lourdes Rivera's, and it's um, a book about an, uh, a person who realizes that they are transition or they're, they don't identify as male or female, they're kind of like non-binary. It's a beautiful explanation of non-binary, um, and that's like an elementary bilingual. Um, I love, let's see, um, The Boy with the Bindi. Uh, is a really great elementary level book. Middle school wise, um, and you think I'd like know this off the top of my head because I teach middle school, but there's so many good ones. Um, let's see. I'm like trying to remember all these resources you're making me think this morning. Um, Hurricane Child um, by Karen Collender is like a lower middle school. Um, kind of upper elementary um, and then high school I really like um, uh, what's it called oh my gosh sorry I'm blanking <laughs> um, I mean and, oh, and if you're blank Fever King's a new one that just um, it's like a newer book and that one's really really good too yeah, and like I said, you you emailed me or messaged me the list, so we'll we'll link it up in the description. So anybody who wants to go see the full list or or see the see the full um, ABCs can do that. So, Will, as we get set to wrap up here, any you know final questions, final thoughts you want to make known before we get moving on our Saturday? No, no, no. I just I just want to applaud you your, your bravery for. Um, um, you know, making that making that transition and 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 doing it in a way that you're kind of really controlling the narrative for the next teacher also. So that that sense of trailblazing is 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 very very uh you know celebratory. So you know, I want to celebrate you for doing that. So and that's Thank about you. it. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And is um you know, and is there anything else that you know that we can do to support the work that you do or or support the lgbtq community as we you know kind of go forward i mean because we're, we're we're about to get into summer and you know starting back the next year so if there's anything else we can do you know please please make sure to let us know we would we'd be honored to help yeah no i think it's amazing um that you're amplifying like voices um and giving people in the community a chance like this platform it's amazing um and just the visibility uh people underestimate the impact of visibility like just being uh -huh. out there yeah right 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 so yeah awesome so um final final couple questions before we let you go enjoy your your new york saturday um <laughs> what is one thing that you think every student should be taught Ooh. Oh, you know, it's not, it's not a content thing. Um, I think every student should be taught that, like, they're going to grow and change. And that's a really beautiful thing. Like, um, not, I think kids should know that they don't have to fit into this box, um, that they have, like, a safe place to explore their feelings um and unpack 
like all their emotions and have like that chance to grow. Uh, and I, I wish we taught that more like that, like was embedded in the curriculum. Cause that's so important. Like those social skills and those, like those, that growth is so important. All right. So before we ask you the, the final question, um, where can people find you online? Uh, I am on Instagram, um, Ace Schwarz two two two, and um, that's pretty much it. I love I love Instagram; it's my thing. Awesome. Well, we before we ask the final question, I, I you know I echo what Will said. We you know we really appreciate the uh, the stance you're taking, and and not just the stance, but the fact that you're backing up with actions and, like you said, uh, helping people and giving stuff away for free. Because we've you know we've done now. What are we at, Will? Like in the one sixties or the one seventies? Yeah, somewhere around there. You know, of giving free stuff away, and we're finally getting to the point where we're gonna, you know, we're gonna part. We put some things in place to, you know, bring a little money in because mm-hmm. you know there is, you know, people like Liz Kleinrock and them are really kind of advocating that you know they should be compensated for their time. So we would encourage you at some point, you know, to make sure that you are getting compensated for your work and <laughs> and and those things too but um but i will say this let me say this though it, and i want to encourage you and I, i've been trying to talk to teachers about this everywhere is that you said it earlier about it's not about the accolades it's not about the rewards if you just keep working it's going to come mm. you know um I, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, eric thomas and i was listening to him the other morning and he said that if you just keep doing the work, you'll get the bag. You'll get what you want if you just keep doing the work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it may not come in the terms that, that most people would think. It may not come in the terms of what people believe it should, how it should come. You know, you're looking for it to come in a mailbox and it gets airdropped by a drone in your backyard. You know, mm-hmm. so you just got to know that it's mm-hmm. going to come if you just keep doing the, doing the work. No labor, no labor, no labor is ever done in vain. You will get those rewards. So just keep doing your work. Keep doing the work and keep doing it. Thanks. Awesome. So our final question, uh, what do you hope your legacy will be at the end? Oh, man. I know. I know. I know. Um, I just, I guess, um, like, my biggest fear in life um, is that, like, I have been insignificant um or that like I'll be you know like if in you know those like insecure like you know if you disappear who's gonna notice um and I guess I just want my legacy to be that like one kid was impacted like um and one kid felt seen like or more obviously I would be great if more than one um but I just want my kids to feel seen uh and that's what I would love my legacy to be perfect way to end a schwarz thank you so much for coming on our podcast thank you for having me and we'll link up the google side presentations he put together um 